what is up guys this is all the smoke on strength and physique with your hosts adam and chris where we provide you with evidence-based information community support and recognition to all who are better than themselves with fitness on this episode we talk about how to set up those calories and macros so chris my man you obviously we both work with a bunch of clients. Um, we've both been in Dr. Campbell's research lab where we literally do what we do as coaches. Um, we find our research subjects, um, maintenance calories. And, you know, depending on whatever su- study that we're uh, conducting at that moment, uh, we will prescribe macros and calories to those individuals. Um, but let's talk about, you know, how we set up or how we find those macros first. So I don't know if you do this with your normal clients, you can answer it after. Do you do the two week maintenance method for all your clients? So for me specifically, if I have any new client, um, even if they're familiar or not familiar with tracking macros, I always have one week maintenance. I don't do the two weeks. um, But if say they come to me and say, Hey coach, you know, I've been tracking for the past one or two weeks. I'll ask for those macros. Um, Just so again, we have some type of baseline data um, and I can kind of see, Hey, do they prefer more carbohydrates, more fats? Where specifically is their protein intake at? Um, and then if they're tracking weight, what is that fluctuation? Um, so again, we have an average of what their um, metabolic rate is, as well as that, that weight fluctuation. And they kind of see any trends um, up or downwards or it trends for specific uh, macronutrients. That's how I prefer um, to track specific macros. Yeah. And I would go along with that as well. Uh to get a more, I tell all my clients this, to get an exact maintenance, I need two weeks. But after that first week, we can sort of set you up with a good expectation because a week worth of tracking, both weekdays, workdays, weekends, uh, you going out, if that's something you normally do or whatever your day-to-day life is, should be covered in a week. And you'll get that average amount of food that you're eating in a week. So usually after that first week, I can give some pretty good guidance. After the first week, I can see that you're eating 100 grams of protein and you should be eating 150. So, okay, let's make that change right there and we can see how your body responds to it right there. Um, So yeah, I think that week allows us to see where the individual is at and then make changes. Uh, But the two weeks, obviously, as we continue to coach, the more we get with their tracking, the more accurate we can provide them with their, their macro goal. Yeah. And I think too, another point to touch up on it, especially if you're fairly new to tracking, I think the longer you're able to just pick up that habit of tracking, the better, you know, you are at that skill. Um, And then the the more familiarity you can kind of become with the app and just tracking in general. Um, I think it's, it's really hard to, you know, if somebody's never tracked, Hey, tell them to track all of what they're eating and giving them goals come second week. I think, you know, giving yourself time to find those, that maintenance calories, um, does take time. And it's, again, it's a skill. Um, but Chris, have you ever not used that maintenance uh, week for data or what other methods have you heard of, of to kind of prescribe or find your macros or calories? Uh, there's tons of formulas out there. I just don't think that's a very individualized approach. So I never do that just because if I can give someone as uh, individualized approach as possible, I'm going to do that. Uh, however, if someone's never tracked before, I'm also not going to be like, Hey, let's start tracking every single day, every single meal, everything that goes in your mouth. That's, that's a lot to throw onto someone. And even for myself, if I'm not in the right mindset, I can't just turn that on and off. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that's something I'm currently trying to work into. I'm focusing on a lot of things um, and I just can't find it in me to track right now. Uh, so I'm just making sure I get like protein powder in me. Uh, and that's the same approach that I'll take with clients is if, if they've never tracked before and they don't know what it is, if they're not like 100% for it, then, okay, let's just do one meal a day, whatever easiest meal that is. If it's breakfast, then we can see habits within that. Uh, if you never get protein in for your breakfast, okay, let's focus on getting like some protein in your breakfast. Um, but starting small, I think is always the best way to go. Um, I don't really use other formulas. You can do like three or four day recalls, which is good. You just want to make sure like one or two of those days are on the weekend or include your weekend because weekends are usually different for most people. I would say, depending on your schedule, uh, because you have your days off the days you work. Um, I think that covers most of it, right? Formulas, three, four day food recall. So yeah, if you're, if you're not going to be one that, you know, is willing to give in to tracking your macros for one or two weeks, um, I think the, the most cited or most utilized uh, predictive equation is the Mueller equation. Um, it's a pretty lengthy equation um, that kind of con- takes into consideration your lean body mass, your fat mass, your age, your sex. Um, but as Chris uh, has already kind of gone into, there's a lot more that kind of goes into what your metabolic rate is or how to kind of calculate those macros are. Um, But that's a simple, easy, dirty way to do it. Um, That kind of takes into, I guess, consideration, lean body mass, sex, um, as well as age, you would just kind of throw those in there and kind of give you, um, you know, your, the amount of calories. And then again, you can kind of prescribe your carbohydrates and fats based on that. Um, For me specifically, I don't like to have any of my clients go under 20% of those calories from fat because fats are essential. Same thing as proteins are essential. Um, so, but again, tracking allows us to see, Hey, do you enjoy more carbs? Do you enjoy more fat? I can give you a higher percentage, um, from those calories to fat or to carbs. Um, again, based on what is your lifestyle already kind of, kind of showing me to, um, but again, predictive equations, they don't do much, right. They just treat you as a number. Um, and they're, based on usually individuals that aren't resistance training, aren't usually exercising. Um, So again, they're very basic, but it's a good start. It's a, it's a good start. Again, if you want a specific target now um, and then your coach or yourself can kind of make adjustments come week to week. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, if you go to my website, you can find something where you can enter your macros in to help you determine your maintenance calories Uh, and I have a formula that breaks it in there for you. So all you have to do is enter your week or two worth of nutrition and it'll pop out a number. And I think Adam touched a really good point, uh, about your carbs and fats. He was talking about your minimum amount of fats for determining your macros. I don't think one should avoid fats. One should avoid carbs. The only thing I'll really prescribe is protein and total amount of calories. So if someone needs, if someone weighs 150 pounds, uh, and they're eating 130 grams of protein. Okay. Let's bump that up 20. Let's shoot for your body weight and protein. And then I'll give them a calorie goal and then just fill in the rest, like eat whatever carbs, eat whatever fat, fats don't make you fat. Sugar doesn't make you fat. Uh, it's just total calories, whatever going in is and what's ever going out. As long as that equals zero, then you won't gain or lose weight. It doesn't matter what you're taking in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's another good thing to know about your macros. Just focus on protein and total calories, and then the rest fill in with what you like. Um, but what are some things to consider, Adam? Uh, I have caloric floor. Um, the yeah, idea- I, think that's a, I think that's a concept that I actually would love to hear you go into more about because the chlorophyll, I've never heard that terminology before, um, but it's, it's from hearing you talk about it, it makes perfect sense. So why don't you tell the listeners what that is and I guess how to find it if that is, if you're able to do that? Yeah, it's relatively simple to find it. Your caloric floor vote is basically the amount of calories you do not want to go near. If you go near this, you will have negative health side effects like decreased thyroid functioning, uh, a decreased response to stress, less sleep, um, plenty of different things that you just don't want. And it's not, oh, but I'm used to eating this low of calories. Like it's totally fine. Like, no, if you eat this low amount, you're going to have negative uh, health consequences. And that's the purpose of the caloric floor is you just avoid it at all costs. And this is good if you're going into like a dieting phase or a cut phase, or I don't really like the word dieting, but like, if you're going, if you're reducing, yeah, if you're going into a reduced calorie amount, if you're going to be approaching this, you're doing something incorrectly, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, and to find it, uh, all you do is take your body weight, you, uh, subtract your body fat percent from it. So for example, I weigh 170. If you go to any smart calculator, even my phone, if you go 170 minus 15.5%, it'll give you your lean body mass. And then if you take that and divide by 2.2, that'll give your lean body mass in kilograms. And then whatever your body mass in kilograms is, you just multiply that by 20 and that's your caloric floor. So I know that seems like a lot, uh, but if you just rewind this and write that out, uh, I think that is a great way to see where your, your caloric floor is. And just to give you a perspective, if you weigh 170 around 15.5%, 15.5, yeah, 15.5% body fat, your caloric floor will be right around 1300. Um, and I think what Chris will also do is he just made a really good post about this. He'll put that in the show notes. So you can go ahead and click on that and kind of see it visually of how to calculate that caloric floor. Um, yes. But it also, again, to go into like some calculations and things like that, right? As coaches, we take a lot into consideration when we're prescribing macros or making the decision of, hey, it's time to maybe we need to increase foods or we need to start a fat loss phase. Are you in a good spot? Um, like we said, the, 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 the Mueller equation just kind of consists of uh, lean body mass, sex, and age. But as coaches, we're taking, you know, possibly your height, your weight, your age, dieting history, um, your lifestyle, um, your, you know, your mental health, your metabolic health, um, any type of feedback that you're giving us on a weekly basis and not just treating you, I guess, as a number. Um, we're able to kind of see, um, are these macros sustainable, maintainable for you? Um, and if they are, then we can kind of continuously run with it. But um, I think the, the next method that we can kind of go into is almost just if you're familiar or you have, you know, a number in your head, maybe just starting there. Um, for example, I think the, the golden rule for a lot of males is like, I should be eating 2000 calories and I should lose weight. Um, although that's really basic and something like that, but just starting somewhere with maybe a calorie goal um, is better than nothing. And kind of being able to adapt um, and adjust weekly or daily 
um, right? If you want to lose, all right, if, are you losing? Okay, then go ahead and continuously do that. Are you gaining? Okay, maybe we should take tailor it down a little bit. Are you maintaining? Okay, maybe you just found your, 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 your metabolic rate there for us. So sometimes even just picking a number, um, although that is not advisable, um, that is a great place to start if you're not willing again to just, just track or even using a, a predictive uh, equation. Yeah, and I, I think that could provide some valuable feedback if you just pick a number and then you do that and then you consistently do it. You can get a really good representation of where your maintenance is because you're not going up and down. If you eat 2,000 calories flat, which that's really hard, don't think that's possible or easy to do. Uh, if you eat 2000 calories for 14 days straight and you lose weight, okay, you know, for sure that you were in a deficit. Um, but I think the best approach to go, so you don't harm yourself in any negative ways, you always want to preserve as much muscle as possible, uh, is to make sure you're just tracking that week or two to find your maintenance. Uh, I think that'll provide a lot more benefits in the long run because you're setting yourself up to be successful. And you're setting yourself up with a plan because you're doing that week or two of maintenance. Um, so the two main things to set your macros up, uh, just to recap this, not recap, but go into this real quick, bulking and cutting, which one do you want to cover first, Adam? Um, I think we should do, you know, a fat loss phase because I think a lot of people listening and just a lot of people in general, that's what they're always trying to do. I would um, say a large pot of a large part of my clientele too is always trying to look better. Mm -hmm. And usually that's not bulking. So yeah, the fat loss phase. So something I go off of, which uh, is based off a lot of really good coaches from BioLane, team BioLane. Uh, some of them are from our program at USF, like David, he's been amazing. Uh, he's great with questions. Go follow him. What, what's his Instagram? Like at david.mathis or something like that. Yeah. So just search him on Instagram. He's great. He has tons of good information, but the idea range for calories you want to be at before going into a fat loss phase. Uh, this is something I use with all my clients is 18 to 20. 18 to 20, I can't think of the word, 18 to 20 uh, calories per pound of body weight. I, I don't know why I couldn't think of calories. Right there. <laughs> um, but if you're at that, you're in a very good position to lose weight. Now you have your caloric floor and then you have this very good position to lose weight. And if you're at that really good position, sweet, let's go into a fat loss phase. You want to lose about a pound per week. If you don't have a coach, you can slightly reduce calories uh, until you start to lose around a half a percent to 1% per week. Um, I think that's a really good approach. Uh, you don't need some formula. You don't need something that tells you just reduce your calories by 150 and see how it is. Um, because even if you reduce your calories by 50, that might be all it takes to lose 1% per week, or you might need to do 75. I know it sounds crazy, uh, but your maintenance calories sort of like a range I would like to think of. And you just got to get outside of that range in order to lose weight. Um, and I think you have your caloric floor, then you have your really good position, 18 to 20 calories per pound. Uh, if you're somewhere in between that, it's just up to you. If you want to become in a better position to lose fat loss over a longer period of time, depending on how far you have to go. Uh, if you have a lot of weight, you need to lose a lot of fat. You got to get off then, uh, maybe try to get into your really good zone, 18 to 20 calories per pound. Um, 
but then it's really all individual specific and how far do you have to go? Um, do you have any really important topics to really touch on that? No, I just think, you know, the, we should also, um, I guess, talk about, you know, the three principles of a fat loss phase and that's yes. you know, resistance training, um, making sure that, you know, you're not decreasing the amount of protein and it's at least, you know, in the range of 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of kg or, you know what I meant there, 1.8 to 1.2 grams per kg of your body weight there. Um, and predominantly, right, I think the number one thing that you have to really put yourself in a mindset of it, it's got to take time. So again, you're not messing up your metabolic rate and you're not sacrificing lean body mass because, right, we're going into a fat loss phase. It's not weight loss. It's about fat loss. So we want to improve your body composition by reducing fat on your body and not just care about a number on the scale. So again, there's other measurements that you can use as well. And you know, I think the, my favorite thing is taking progress pictures. Um, so again, use other forms of measurements more than one other than the scale to make sure that, Hey, you're doing this sustainably um, in a maintainable lifestyle type of approach. Um, and you're not sacrificing those hard lean body mass gains that you have worked so hard for. Yeah. And I think something important, like taking those measurements, uh, we were talking earlier today about it is you gave an excellent reference, man. And I'm going to say this again, just so whoever didn't hear it before hears it on this episode. Um, you can think of your progress like an ice cube. You could be at 28 degrees and you're not melting. You could be at 29. You're not melting. You could be at 30. You're not melting. You're getting hotter. You're looking better. Your body's looking better. However, you won't notice changes until you get to 33 degrees, which is when that ice cube's going to melt. So you're making progress all the way up to that point. But until you see that physical ice cube melting, you're not seeing changes. And I think that's a great way to uh, 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 discover if you're making progress is doing those measurements, listening to feedback. Are you getting stronger? Those type of things. Yeah, I totally agree with that. A lot of people, they get hung up again on the end goal instead of the process, right? You're working your ass off from 22 degrees to 32 degrees. Things seem may seem like they're not happening, but you're feeling better. All those objective measurements may not be there. Uh, but right when that, you know, that thermostat hits 33, boom, all the magic happens. So just keep pushing, just keep pushing. Yeah. So that, that's the idea behind, uh, cutting. If you want to lose fat to look better, do it slowly resistance train, eat a lot of protein and, uh, just know if the scale's not budging, uh, there's possibly other things that are showing that you're making progress. Um, for bulking, how fast do you like to bulk people, Adam? Um, so I think with bulking or any type of reverse, um, it's going to depend on the client for me, um, especially, um, I guess their specific goal, but I like to predominantly do it slowly and surely about a, a pound or a half a pound a month. Um, I know that may not seem like a lot, but, um, usually we're able to kind of, I don't want to say aggressively, but, um, favorably increase calories doing it that way. Um, because we're not, you know, we're not changing many variables on the, the exercise protocol. Um, so making sure that, right, it's, even if it is body fat, it's not something that at an excessive rate that, again, we're right back where we started. Um, but at, a, again, a, a rate that you're comfortable with. Um, and again, it's not going to derail all the progress that we worked really hard for during a, a fat loss phase. But I think how fast is really going to depend on, um, I think, you know, where that individual is at. Um, where they come to me or how 
how much they're willing to put on um, in that short amount of time or however amount of time it may be. But I think, you know, specifically for macros, I think carbohydrates is going to be the predominant macro that I'm going to increase um, just because that's going to allow us to, you know, fuel the high intensity workouts that we're probably going to start um, focusing on because usually with a bulk or reverse, you're, try- you're, you're trying to switch the mindset of, you know, appearance and ha- physique enhancement goals to now performance goals in the gym. Um, and we just know that carbohydrates being the main body's fuel source, um, that will allow us to recover um, as well as allow us to put more intensity and effort into the weight room. Yeah. And I think it's important to realize that if you're trying to gain weight, it's, it's not going to be easy. Even if you know where your maintenance is, your maintenance will change on a week to week basis because your body doesn't want to change. Your body's comfortable where it is. If you want it to be different, you're going to have to force it to, which means you might have to eat sort of uncomfortably every now and then you might have to eat more calories. Uh, I know my last little bulking period I did was uh, two to three months long and it was miserable all the time. I was always thinking about food. It was, it was just, it sucked. Eating above maintenance sucks. And uh, I just was speaking to someone, my maintenance changed at the beginning. I was consuming like 4,200 calories. And at the end of the bulk, I was consuming like 3,600 calories and I was still gaining weight at the same rate. So your body will change as you book and you want to make sure you're tracking those things. And that's why a coach is really important because they'll make sure you're doing everything in the mo- like most beneficial way. Um, it's not bad to do it by yourself. Just keep in mind that if you're eating more and then you're gaining more and more weight, even though you're eating the same, that's normal. Your body's trying to, just to change. So it doesn't allow you to lose or to gain weight as easily. Yeah. And I think, again, that kind of comes into your dieting history. And that's another thing that, you know, us as coaches and those equations don't really take into consideration of, right. We know that the longer, the more yo-yo dieting, or if you have dieting history, the harder it is for, um, I guess, for you to kind of respond, you maybe need to be a little bit more aggressive. So that's why I also, um, preach and you'll hear Chris as well. Like you want to spend more time out of dieting and you are in dieting because dieting has a lot of, you know, negative consequences, um, for you, um, for, a, a body survival standpoint. So either being at maintenance or being slightly above maintenance, uh, will do you and your, you know, your physiological systems, um, justice. So again, you can set yourself up, uh, for a long time success in this, um, sport or however this hobby you may phrase it um, with health and fitness yeah i I think that's a great note to end on uh keep in mind uh if you've had a long dieting period maybe you just need a break maybe you gotta give your body some time just to sit still relax catch up to what you've been trying to do um and i think that's a great topic to be covering next week is what strategies do you you we can use for clients or you can implement in a fat loss phase for our next uh, episode, my man. Yeah, I think, I think that might have to be done is how to uh, consider a fat loss phase and some things to do throughout it. Uh, but yeah, we'll save that for another episode because this episode was how to set up your macros, all the smoke on your macros. I think that covers the gifs of it. Uh, do you have any closing remarks? Where can um, they find you, Adam? Where they can find me, I'm at your the Coach Pokemon, I. Your Pokemon. Oh no, I was talking about your Pokemon training skills. Oh, they, 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 
can't they're not going to be able to touch that so we're not going to even talk about that right, that's a that's right. a specific episode for a different podcast that i i, I co-host on oh. all right cool. but just to let you know chris has also changed his uh instagram handle at the weenie hut jr <laughs> <laughs> no i have not that that it was in the talks all right we'll we'll leave it at that um but all right, all right that was all the smoke on the macros and how you should set them up guys if you guys have questions reach out to us on instagram the coach ai uh, you can message me at C D U B I E E C D U B. Um, you can also go to my website and hit me up, uh, or you can go to my website to, uh, get an Excel sheet where you can actually determine where your maintenance is as long as you enter your numbers in. So if you guys have questions, reach out to us on one of the ways we mentioned, other than that, y'all have a wonderful day.